Hello everyone and welcome into this episode of the Irish NFL show with me Colm Cronin and I am delighted to welcome back a good friend of the show a man who is as insightful as he is entertaining it's the Falcons beat writer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution D. Orlando Ledbetter how are you doing sir? Oh I'm doing great Colm thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for taking the the time to to chat to me. Uh, always good to get your insights. I suppose as we sit here, the the Falcons on the the cusp of the journey to London, the Orlando. It's been an interesting start to the season for this team. In general, what are your your feelings about how twenty twenty three has gone through the first three weeks? Yeah, it's uh, uh for the Falcons. It's uh you know been a, a good start overall. Uh, winning the first two games against the Panthers and the Packers, and then going uh, on the road and losing at Detroit. Um, you know they had a lot of moving parts this off season. Overturned uh almost fifty percent of the roster. Handed the offense over to Desmond Ritter and spent a whole lot of money on the defensive side of the football. So um, to be starting two and one, given all of the variables, I think they have to be excited for um, what's to come for the team this season. And I suppose in terms of the, that maybe if we go with the offense first, right? Because that's probably the piece that is, uh, you know, the, the, the most noteworthy in terms of the, the names and the weapons that are available uh, to, to the Falcons. Bijan is everything that I suppose NFL fans hoped he would be in more. From a Falcons perspective, um, how, 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 have, how has he been for, for them? I mean, has he, has he surpassed what they even expected when they drafted him, D'Orlando? Uh, yes, he has. Uh, uh, yes, uh, that has happened. He is uh, off to a great start here. Had 177 uh, total yards in the second game. Uh, definitely um, to run and catch the ball in the backfield. Definitely an exciting piece to the offense. Um, now, uh, now they have to learn how to spread the ball around to the other weapons. They've had trouble getting it to Kyle Pitts and Drake London thus far. So, um, But they do have a running game, and they do have two running backs. Uh, Taylor Algier scored two of the five rushing touchdowns of the of five touchdowns total this year, and Bijan has um, you know, another one catching one out of the backfield. So uh, Ritter has one, and London has one. So they, they haven't scored a lot of points, but they have shown that they know how to use the rookie running back and the second year running back. And um, Desmond Ritter is gonna have to be a little bit more accurate when he's throwing the football. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested, I suppose, in your th- uh, your insights and thoughts on on Ritter because we have seen him be up and down, which I suppose isn't unsurprising for a young player. But I I go back maybe to last week rather than this week, and in the first quarter he almost gave the turned the ball over three times, and then he really improved it as, as the game went on. He struggled certainly this week. But what's the feeling in the in the building on on Ritter? Are they happy with how it's gone so far? What are the areas they're really looking for him to improve on? 
Well, he, um, you know, the coach is uh, sticking with him. Um, they, uh, he says he gives them a chance to win, which is pretty much all they want right now. Uh, but he's got to do something more to get the offense moving. Uh, you know, they, but they have his, uh, he has their support for now. Um, and the coach thinks he can win with them. So, uh, maybe they got to call better throws for him and, um, you know, uh, maybe uh, uh, play to his strengths a little bit better, uh, you know, because everybody knows he's checking it down and they're going to try to run the ball. So he's going to have to hit some passes up the field. And, uh, you know, he hit one for 28 yards to Drake London. But you need to see that a little bit more often uh, from him. But, yeah, the team is behind him. He's their quarterback. Tyler Heineke was signed to be the backup. And they're not ready to throw in the towel at two and one. Yeah. Is it? Am I? He's a he's a sizable guy. Like when you when you look at the stats, I think he's six three, and he's just he's just over two hundred pounds. But he looks are quite quite light. Is that just a, a TV perception thing, D Orlando, or um, is that it would seem in comparison to say somebody like Justin Herbert, and and Herbert isn't that much bigger than him. But Herbert, uh, you know, it, it feels like defenders have much more difficulty taking somebody like Herbert down. Yeah, you know, you kind of prototype uh, quarterback Herbert, 6'5", 220 or so. I think Matt Ryan played at 215 uh, at 6'4". Uh, he's a little bit smaller uh, than, than the, um, that prototype guy, but he's also a better runner. Uh, he's more mobile. And so, uh, yeah, he's more in line with a, uh, a Jalen Hurts um, uh, size. I don't know if he squats as much as uh, Jalen, but, uh, um, but yeah, that's a real perception that he's a little bit smaller. But with the smaller part of it, you get the speed. And um, that really helped him in the Packers game. He was able to get away from the blitzes, uh, run for a touchdown, and then make him pay with his, with his feet. So they're going to um, also uh, try to do a little bit more of that for, for Desmond as they move forward. You know, they established the run. Now they have to uh, go to the next phase of that, which would be the RPO game with him where he's reading the end and maybe keeping it sometimes to run and score uh, when they're close into the end zone and so forth. So, uh, you know, the, he's got his own limited – he's got his own skill sets and, and they're trying to figure out how to play to him so far. Uh, counting last year, he was two and two, and this year, he's two and one. So that's three and three, and um, that's going to give you four and three. So uh, you need to be winning at a little bit more better clip than that uh, if you're going, you know, be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And if we turn our attention to the defensive side of the bowl, and obviously Ryan Nielsen has come across from the the Saints. What what's the the feeling on the the job he he's done you know he he's only appointed back to the the very end of January um so how how are people feeling about that new defense as you said money spent there but um Jesse Bates certainly has been impressive thus far yes the defense has been impressive Jesse Bates has four turnovers three interceptions and a forced uh, fumble. Uh, so, yeah, he has been making an impact. They did have one blown coverage against the Lions where LaPorter came open for a 45-yard 
a touchdown where there was nobody within 12 yards of him. So, you know, you got to fix that. The pass rush has not been uh, prevalent yet. They only have three sacks and 20 quarterback hits, but they have had strings of uh, stops. In the Green Bay game, they uh, got down uh, 24 to 12 with 56 seconds left, and then they didn't give up uh, any yards the rest of the way. And um, then against the um, Lions, the Lions went up 13 to 3 late in the second. And then the uh, Falcons shut them down for five consecutive series. They forced four punts and a turnover uh, interception by Bates. But the, they, the offense couldn't get moving during that stretch when the defense was holding them, uh, holding uh, the Lions off the field. So those two stretches are very promising. Those are things you could build off of. And you could see the defense coming together. Uh, you need to see a little bit more pass rush. They're doing a good job against the run. And uh, minus that one blown coverage there, they've been pretty good in the secondary. So got to feel pretty good here early on about how the defense is coming together. And can I ask about Arthur Smith? Because I have described him on our show as kind of the, the antithesis of Brandon Staley. And what I mean by that is Staley seems to kind of change his approach depending almost on which way the wind is blowing. Like he was very aggressive when he was first with the Chargers. Then, you know, he seemed to roll back on that. We've seen him kind of go back and forth and players don't always maybe know where they stand. Arthur Smith, whatever one thinks of him, appears to have the courage of his convictions and players know that where they stand and they know he's aggressive and they know he he's going to go for for it. You know, in terms of he's in he's in year three. They they are two and one. Um, what well, how how are how are things in year three for for the head coach? Yes, uh, Arthur uh, Smith is um, you know doing a a good job. He's a stand up guy with his players. You know, and he really keeps it real simple on what uh, he wants them to try to do and how hard he wants them to play. Um, they're one of the few teams that runs grassers at the end of practice. And, uh, for, for that is, uh, you know, wind sprints, you know, you already been through hour, hour and a half of practice. And now you want to finish them up with, uh, some wind sprints of running, uh, to stay in shape. And that, that paid off early on here as they, um, you know, in the first two games, they had a 27 to zero advantage in the fourth quarter. So they are well conditioned team, um, and, and, you know, teams in early in the NFL season, uh, there's a lot of work still to be done. So, you know, it's no surprise that they're still working on their offense and passing game because they didn't do it in the exhibition season. But, you know, they got the running game down, got to work on the passing game. And then on, on the defensive side of the ball, Coach Smith uh, with his new uh, coaches over there, they got to, you know, continue to stop the run defend the pass, get after the passer a little bit better, and, you know, things will start happening on that side of the ball also. But he's comfortable here in his third year. This is the season where um, the Falcons uh, want to return to the playoffs. Uh, They haven't been to the playoffs since 2017, and uh, the game in London will be a big indicator on whether this team can bounce back and be a playoff team in 2023. Yeah, and, and on that, I suppose, we know that Arthur Blank, the, the owner, is one of the 
kind of key figures in terms of the, certainly amongst the owners and, and wanting to grow the game globally and his commitment uh, to that. And we will see the, the Falcons travel back to London, but to take on the, the Jags. In terms of this matchup, the, the Jags, I suppose, have stuttered on offense a, a little bit, but uh, more so than, than even the Falcons, because they sit at, at one and two and coming off a, a really disappointing divisional loss. Uh, but there there is talent there, and obviously they have a head coach who's won a Super Bowl. How do you feel the Falcons match up uh, to this Jaguar side, D. Orlando? Yeah, the Jags, uh, they put a... Um... You know, very good uh, weapons around Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback. So they got a good passing game. And, um, you know, they got Calvin Ridley in the trade with the Falcons. They signed Christian Kirk in free agency. They retained Evan Ingram, who's from uh, Atlanta, Hillgrove High, and was with the Giants. Uh, so they had and Travis uh, ATN is having a good year. They had over 400 yards against um, the Houston Texans, but, they had a blown punt recovered. They blocked the field goal. They had a punt return for a touchdown. Calvin Ridley dropped two potential touchdown passes. Uh, so they're shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, right now, they're the defending AFC South champs. And you got to figure that a smart coach like Doug Peterson is going to fix most of that stuff. Um, I don't know how he's going to make them run or do it punitively or, um, or, or, or find the players who are making the mistakes. But uh, the mistakes they're having, they can fix. Uh, they have a good defensive uh, front. Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, two of the top uh, uh, picks in recent drafts. Uh, and uh, Trayvon was number one overall in 2022 out of Georgia. So um, it's a good matchup. The uh, uh, I haven't seen the early lines, but I'm imagining that Jacksonville's favored because of that high-powered offense um, and you know, they're, the reason they lost to Houston was more of, um, you know, the mistakes that they made that I think could be corrected. So Falcons uh, will be an underdog here in this game. This is one of the games I had them. Uh, I had them winning the first two and losing these next two. So that's kind of, uh, you know, what we projected here uh, when the schedule came out is that this was going to be a tough game for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and now you're facing a desperate Jacksonville team that uh, lost their last two games at home. So you're going to get their best game. So it, it'll be uh, the Falcons will have to match that challenge. It's a great opportunity for them. And if they could pull it off, be uh, their best start in a long time at three and one. And in terms of the NFC South, the Orlando, I, I mean, I think, I think there is maybe five points between the top scorers in the division and and the the lowest scorers. But the the defense uh, again between kind of the Falcons, the Saints, and the Bucks, they're all I think in in fi- in the fifties in terms of points scored, in the fifties in terms of points conceded. The Panthers obviously have conceded far more points, but have um are are the saints uh, the bucks and the panthers kind of what you expected them to be before the the season or have any of them surprised you uh no that's about right uh saints um everybody's two and one atlanta the saints and tampa bay carolina's zero and three uh they got a good defense but shaq thompson being hurt um you know doesn't help them you know, whenever you decide to start a rookie quarterback, you know that's going to be a long season. 
I mean, even Peyton Manning went 115. So uh, not really expecting Bryce Young to come in there and turn it around in one year. But uh, so so they're leading that way. He didn't even start the third game. They went with Andy Dalton. But, yeah, the, the Falcons, um, their defense is coming together. The Saints have the best unit in the division, their defense. Their cars hurt. They might throw them off a little bit. And then we saw Tampa Bay try to play with Philly last night, and that didn't work out too good for them. Baker Mayfield uh, on his fourth team, I don't think he's taking you anywhere, but they do have a good defense. So uh, the division is going to be won by one of these defensive teams, and if anybody could put together some kind of offense. Uh, the Falcons, got a, they got the weapons, but not the quarterback. The Saints got the weapons, uh, and the quarterback's hurt. You know, and they got the best quarterback in the league if you count Derek Carr. Uh, and Alvin Kamara is coming back from suspension. So they got the receivers, Olave um, and Michael Thomas and Kamara. So they got some weapons. They can make the charge, too. Uh, Tampa Bay, I don't think they have enough. Just Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. Uh, Godwin's a, a possession receiver. Uh, so they don't probably have enough. So the Saints uh, are still the favorite in my book if Derek Carr gets healthy. And then if the Falcons can put together an offense uh, to go with the improving defense, then they'll have a shot at it here uh, out of the NFC South. So uh, good start for all teams uh, except for Carolina. And I think that's kind of the way we had it pegged coming into the season too. Um, I, I Just to go on a slight tangent, because uh, he was in your division for a, a, a long time, and I know you uh, had some uh, interactions, say, uh, wished him well when he was, when he, uh, was no longer the, the head coach of the Saints. Are you surprised that Sean Payton and, and the Broncos have struggled so much, D. Orlando? Yeah, I, I am very surprised because... Uh... Coach Payton's teams are usually well coached and, uh, uh, you know, uh, score a lot of points. But uh, so far, I think it shows you how far the Denver situation was messed up, even with uh, Nate Hackett going in there last year. So, I mean, if you're getting beat 70 to 20, there are a lot of things that are not going right. Uh, players are, um, you know, I don't know if they're not disciplined or did they give up or, uh, you know, what what's going on? But it's clearly, um, you know, before uh, they get better, a lot of those players are gonna be gone from Denver. They're gonna have to restock that thing and uh, get it turned around. And I know the last time that you were on with me, we talked a little bit about the the Georgia defense and the number of players in the the league, and they they were kind of bubbling a little bit under the surface maybe last year. Is is this the the breakout year for some of those Georgia players? I mean, Jalen Carter in particular has he seems to have taken to the the league like a, a duck to to water. Yeah, Jalen had a punched out the ball yesterday in the uh, Philly Tampa Bay games. Made a lot of splash plays. Certainly, a lot of people in Georgia wanted the Falcons to take him over B. John Robinson, but you know he had some issues back in college with the speed and. Then, uh, workouts and so forth that uh, they clearly weren't comfortable with. So, but he's doing good. Um, Trayvon Walker's not doing so good down at uh, down at Jacksonville. He's got one sack. He's only got four career sacks. Uh, when you draft the number one overall, you're supposed to uh, produce a little bit more than that. 
So he's not doing too good. No, Kobe Dean is hurt up in Philly. He's out. Jordan Davis is doing pretty good in Philadelphia. Uh, uh, Kylie Ringo's up there. He's not starting, but he's a cornerback. And um, Stetson Bennett, the quarterback, he had to leave the team with the Rams. They had some personal issues. Uh, we don't know what those are, but, uh, yeah, those are some of the Georgia players and how they're doing uh, in the league so far. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting one. I mean, I think the first three weeks uh, can can very often, uh, you know, lead some teams maybe into a false insecurity, and and other teams uh, are are worried. I know, say San Francisco last year, an example of a team who really kind of pushed on after a, a poor start. For for you, D Orlando, uh, I I know you're uh, headed to to London. Uh, it'll be great to, to see you at, at the game. But for our listeners uh, who want to check out the, the stuff, and every time you're on, I, I encourage people to check out the Bowtie Chronicles, which is D Orlando's podcast, which is really magnificent. But where can people find your stuff? Uh, thank you, Colm. You can find me on the uh, Twitter at D Orlando AJC. Uh, and uh, our website is, um, is AJC.com. And the uh, our Facebook page is Atlanta Falcons News Now. Uh, those are, are the main uh, platforms that we're on. And uh, tweet out all the stories. And uh, podcasts will be coming out at full, um, you know tomorrow morning. And we'll do uh, preview this game, and then uh, you know we'll have another um, another one from London after the game against the Jaguars, wrapping up that game. So we try to do two a week on the podcast. The Bowtie Chronicles, uh, we're up to episode 418 today. So thanks for letting me share that with all of your listeners, and thanks for having me on the show again, Colin. I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Absolutely. And, I mean, for anyone listening, I, the Orlando is one of the best in the business, and he is known. I have been in the, the media room, in the press conference after the Super Bowl, uh, Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes both given nods to, to this guy. Uh, he knows his stuff. One of the hardest working men in, in the business as well. Always appreciate you joining me, D. Orlando. Uh, wish you continued success and look forward to seeing you at Wembley on Sunday. All right. Thank you so much. Take care and have a great uh, rest of the week. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do vote with your fingers and rate, review, or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Every click, every like, every positive review, and every additional subscriber makes a huge difference. It helps others to find the show, and we really do appreciate it. We'd also love to hear from you and to interact with NFL fans on our social channels, wherever you're listening in the world, so please do get in touch.